I'm Amy Pruitt. I'm Lisa Dumas. I teach Ayurveda and yoga. I teach yoga. I'm a yoga therapist in training, and I offer transformational coaching. But that's just part of the story. We're moms, daughters, wives, and friends. We're always learning, and we've both experienced healing by what we teach. And the intention of this podcast is to offer you our favorite tools from the traditions and sciences that support us as we navigate the realities and stressors of modern life. Each week, we'll share stories, answer your questions, and talk to others who inspire us. Welcome to the Radiant Warrior Podcast. Yoga and Ayurveda to reclaim a courageous heart. So we're talking about being inspired today, the benefits of being inspired and what inspires us. Um, I became interested in the topic of being inspired when I first opened to yoga and I got so interested in it because it was so beneficial that I started to devour every book that I could find on the subject. And a quote stuck with me that I read and it was actually by Deepak Chopra. And he said, when you wake up in the morning, always offer gratitude and ask just for one thing, ask for inspiration. Mm, I love that quote. It really spoke to me because everything that we're doing in our lives, our work and our marriages and our roles as parents and daughters, you know, often those roles are challenged and we find ourselves challenged in relationships and in our work. And what is the antidote to that? The inspiration with for new ideas and new ways of being. And so that has always stuck with me. And for the past decade, being inspired has been a big part of my practice. So today's show is going to be sharing how we inspire ourselves and um, the benefits of that. So what is inspiring you these days? So the first thing that comes to mind is Penny, my grandbaby. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching her learn how to do all the things. And I think we take that for granted, like that we know how to walk and we know how to talk and we know how to feed ourselves and that we're all potty trained mostly. And, and she is learning all those things and to have that rapid growth of intellect and ability and task and to like grow a body that quickly, you know, I mean, they're growing their bodies at such a rapid rate. She was over last night and she is fascinated with the elevator in our building. And she makes a tour. She, we open up the door to our apartment. She runs down the hallway. She runs into the lobby and she points up to the button to push the button for the elevator. And she looks at you as she's pointing, like waiting, push that button because she can't reach it. And then you get in the elevator. She pushes the button in there. As soon as the doors open again, she runs out of the elevator and she runs around the corner and climbs the stairs to the third floor. And this is the path she takes. Wait, this how is old is she now? We have to we have to have a visual here. How old is Penny now, your granddaughter? Like 16 months. Okay. A year and a half. So this is like her own obstacle course. This is her exactly. It's her own <laughs> obstacle course. It's like her indoor play gym. And she has the same path that she takes. And she and the whole time she's looking back at you and laughing and running away. And so she's doing all these physical activities, like she's running, she's reaching, she's, she knows to wait in the elevator while it moves. You know, she stands there patiently. And then as soon as the door is open, she runs off the elevator. She knows where the steps are. She climbs the steps. So like all these things, these tasks, these activities that she's learning so quickly, I just, 
am amazed by watching her grow. And I think we take that for granted that, oh yeah, babies grow and they learn. And But if we had to learn rapidly all these tasks again, like how difficult that would be to learn how to walk, to learn how to talk, to learn the way around a building. And I had the opportunity to play with my two grandsons and Penny this past week. We went to a playground and we just played, you know, no phones, no nothing, just played for play's sake. We never took a picture. We never took a video. It was just playing. I was climbing the jungle gym. I was going down the slide. I was <laughs> awkward, you know, at the landing and, and it was awesome. And I went to see a friend the next day and she said, how's your week? And I said, it was amazing. I played like, how often do you get the chance to play? And so I, it uplifted my spirits. It, it was very inspirational for me to see joy and happiness just for play's sake. Like there was mm -hmm. no agenda. There was no result except to play. So I loved that experience too. And I highly recommend taking the opportunity to play when you have it and noticing little ones around you and how they view the world and what they're taking in and how they're learning at such a rapid pace and how they play just for play for to be playful for no other reason i think you're speaking to why videos of babies and cute pets are so popular on the internet because when we really allow ourselves to watch you know a, a toddler just learning and and enjoying herself it is an opportunity to become so present in that moment you know we're not thinking about anything else we're completely wrapped up and feeling connected and that present moment that is the place where inspiration can come in i looked up the definition of inspiration for this episode and there's a couple of definitions. It's the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. The quality of being inspired, especially when evident in something or a person or thing that inspires. So that makes me think of how you've been inspired by your grandchildren. And we can feel that same way when we're watching our pets play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was this article in the Harvard Business Review, this came out like 10 years ago about the benefits of being inspired. And your story made me think of one of them because when we are very present and watching greatness in another human being, which is what you're talking about when you're talking about your granddaughter, the greatness of her learning and her development. But there have been studies that show when we witness a human being in their power, like a wonderful sports achievement or somebody on stage or somebody giving a talk that is greatly inspiring to us, our well-being actually improves and it continues to do so as we bring that back to our mind. So putting yourself in the way of inspiration can be so helpful. And one of the reasons that I think about this a lot is, I don't know about you, but I am somebody first thing in the morning that I can definitely succumb to the thought of what's wrong. You know, we've read a lot of books that talk about our negativity bias and how it's really normal for the mind to ruminate on what could go wrong. And that's just a part of our survival instinct. 
But in order to feel the way that we probably would prefer to feel in the day, it's nice to hack that a little bit. And the way that I've discovered I can do that based on that Deepak Chopra quote that inspired me so long ago is to choose what I'm thinking in the morning. And it may be overdone by this point in a cliche, but I can't say enough about really choosing to think about what I love about life. I was recently in an anatomy training and the wonderful teacher, Craig Weiss, he started our class just by simply having us sit quietly and inwardly think the thoughts, I'm blessed, I'm grateful, I'm abundant. I love that. It felt so good in my body to think those three thoughts. When do we stop and really allow ourselves to choose thoughts that will make us feel relaxed and contented? Because most of us, no matter what's going on, we can find some places in our life where we're blessed, where we're grateful, and where we are abundant. And so the other thing that I like to do first thing in the morning is sometimes I'll pick up a book. I I go through a rotation of books on my nightstands and I'll just open up one page first thing in the morning and I'll read a thought that is just new to me. And I think that's why, in fact, my Instagram feed when used in small doses is very inspiring to me because I've curated it to just be this list of inspirational quotes. And what are those except for thoughts that I'm not currently having that if I decided to think will make me feel better? And then that helps to propel me to step into my life and in my morning practices and the other things that help me to feel inspired for the work I do in the world and the roles in my life. Um, What about you in the morning? I thought I would share, maybe I I have one of those books with me. I have a lot of uh, inspiring accoutrements around my desk here to share with you. (laughs) I did a little research for this episode. but you're so excited. Yeah, I am. This is this talking about being inspired inspires me. I've written a blog about this. I've taught classes mm. about this. So I do have a lot to bring. But can you share um, your morning? And when it comes to cultivating inspiration, what does that look like for you? My mornings can have a slow start. I am not a a vibrant person in the morning. So I, it takes me a little while in the morning to un, to unwind, um, to unravel maybe. Um, so my mornings, I, I have shared on the podcast before how I keep a picture of myself mm-hmm. when I was like four years old where I can see it. And I've added around those pictures now. So I have a picture of myself when I was four to have that be one of the first things I see in the morning to remind myself to care for myself lovingly and kindly and and speak kindly to myself and care for myself in a way that I would care for this four-year-old in the picture who is actually me. And then I've added a picture of my husband. So there's a picture of my husband when he was four Mm -hmm. to remind me that that four-year-old little boy lives inside my husband and I need to care for him lovingly and kind and talk to him kindly. And and then I've added a few other things in my sight line so that I can keep that going. So the first things that I see in the morning. So I have fresh flowers in my room. I have um, a yantra from an ashram that I spent time in, mm-hmm. um, a short time 
in a while ago. So a yantra is like a, a geometrical um, shape and it has all the different representations of all the different religions around the world. And that reminds me that we're all connected, that we're all one. And no matter what background or ethnicity or religion that we come from, that the way the siantra is laid out, that it, it's all connected. So visually, that's where I start the day, looking at all these things and reminding myself of the way I want to act today. And then I have my morning Ayurvedic practices and as those unfold, that continues this energizing feeling that I'm caring for myself, that I'm loving myself, that what I do to my body or what I put in my body is important. I do have a the goddess tarot deck mm-hmm. and sometimes I can pull a card from there yes. and ask a question and see what the tarot deck wants to tell me and that's fun. Then I'm usually off. And then the rest of my inspiration tends to come throughout the day. So spending time at the studio, I have rituals there that, you know, I light incense and I play music when nobody's there. And I'm so inspired by the people who show up there that it just blows my mind that, that how great the community is there and how, loving and kind the community is there when you open a business you just don't know who's going to show up and i have been beyond lucky on the community that has shown up and my one of my main purposes there is i feel very responsible for all the brand new beginners Mm -hmm. so anyone who comes to the studio who has never taken yoga before never taken meditation but they have taken this step to sign up or to walk through the door, which I think is a huge, I think that's the hardest step, you know, to walk through a yoga studio door. I can remember what that was like for me. It felt so intimidating and I didn't know what to expect. And you don't know where to put your shoes. (laughs) I remember walking in with shoes on very early on and, and being told that that was quite a no, no. So I've never, and that can feel you know, mm-hmm. awkward and mm-hmm. and not normal out of your, maybe your daily life. So I just have the biggest soft spot for new beginners. I find them so inspiring because mm-hmm. I think they have done this courageous thing to try something new that they've never tried before. And, and just like Penny climbing up the stairs or pushing the buttons of the elevator, She's trying something new. They're trying something new. And I feel such a, a connection with them. And they're why I do this. Mm-hmm. They are why the studio exists. Because I want to hold space for people who have never, ever tried yoga, never walked in a room, to have a place where they are completely welcome and completely held. And I will you know, usher them through the door and show them where to put their shoes and show them where to lay their mat and where the props are and how to use the props and how yoga could feel for them and their bodies. And it doesn't have to look a certain way and it doesn't have to be anything other than their own practice. It doesn't have to be mimic anyone else's that if they're laying on their mat and they're connecting to their body and they're connecting to their breath, that's it. That's a complete practice. Mm-hmm. And 
mm-hmm. giving people permission to rest, which I think is so important. And, and I think that's new for the beginners too. They may not have another area in their life where somebody is giving them permission to rest or slow down or do less. So definitely the new beginners, that's, oh, that's just, oh, they inspire me so much. And they inspire me to try new things mm-hmm. because they're trying new things. Then they inspire me to get out of my comfort zone and, and try new things too. So it's just this complete beautiful circle. When I think about that, those thoughts from the teacher, I am blessed, I am grateful, I'm abundant. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about your story. When we think those thoughts, then we can think about, okay, well, where am I blessed? Where am I grateful? Where am I abundant? And it is such a blessing to do something for our lives that does give us so much inspiration. I also never could have believed how fulfilling and inspiring it would be to have the honor to hold space for other human beings that are actually taking time out of their schedule to come and take care of themselves and be guided. Because that's, you know, I see myself as a facilitator of this sacred practice. And in public classes, you know, it's the ultimate form of creativity for me to think about, okay, what time of day is it? And and how might people be feeling at this time of day? What day of the week is it? And what might energy levels be? And to remember that everybody's coming from a different emotional space and a, a different situation and that everything is welcome. And what you're also saying is giving people permission to shift into a state of receiving and being receptive rather than doing, doing, doing all of the time. So the act of being able to create a sequence that might be most serving and then also give permission for people to make their own choices and watch people make those choices, take care of their bodies and rest if they need to, incredibly inspiring. And what I was surprised about how inspired I would be is now in yoga therapy, working with people in an individual basis at the very beginning of my journey as a teacher, I thought that that might be confronting. And and I think I was more in my head about working privately with people. You know, would I be able to get it right? And really being able to let go of that and sitting with people and just holding space for what might be needed. It's incredibly inspiring to create that individual sequence for that person, those individual yogic prescriptions to support them with whatever might be going on. That inspires me more than I I ever thought. I, I had no idea how filled up and fulfilled I could feel by work. So when I hear you talk about how you feel in the studio, I'm so happy to say that I feel similarly in my work with yoga therapy. And that is one of the health benefits actually of being inspired is better well-being and more joy in life. Um, however, that article in the Harvard Business Review, you know, it's careful to point out that we can't force it. You know, we can't force being inspired. And if we're not feeling it, you know, we're not feeling it. And sometimes the best thing is to just be present with whatever is when we're trying at something, just like, you know, in the times when I'm teaching, if I'm like trying to offer something that will be helpful, I can feel that I'm 
you know, just out of my authenticity and I'm out of that connection. But if I'm very, very present, if I'm using all of the tools that we constantly teach to help people to be present and connecting with the senses and connecting with our breath, then that's when that's when it truly feels like inspiration can flow in. And that's what my yoga practice has been for me. It's been an opportunity to become so present because when you're moving through a sequence and you've been asked to place your feet in a certain way and do this with your arms and your hips, or when you're even in meditation and somebody is guiding you to pay attention to all of these different aspects of your body or thoughts, you're not thinking about the typical thoughts that you would. You're present. You're here. And in those moments, and maybe you find this in your own practice and in your own meditations, that's when something will just come pouring in, an idea, uh, a moment of creativity, a question that you've had, you know, an answer will come, but it's really just through the present moment. I can think of times where I've had those aha moments and they occur when I get really quiet and still. And, and I've had students pop up in Shavasana and like run over and grab a piece of paper and write something down. Mm -hmm. And then run back and get on their mat and get back in Shavasana. Mm -hmm. And it's because they got quiet enough and still enough in the present moment to allow that thought or idea or aha moment to rise to the surface. I have that same experience. There was a study that just came out and that talked about how just going for a walk and you know maybe in nature, but just going for a walk outside with no agenda the benefits that it had on our brains and how it allowed us to problem solve and how it allowed us to become more creative and more purposeful and even more productive. So actually yesterday, as I, I live in such a walkable city here in Vancouver and I do, I walk everywhere. Probably each day I'm walking 60 to 90 minutes, just that's how I'm getting from A to B. And so I'll often multitask and I'll listen to lessons and trainings that I'm taking. I'll listen to podcasts. But yesterday I turned what I was listening to, what I was learning, I turned that off about halfway through and I allowed myself to just have open awareness, walk without a purpose of having to think about anything, just letting thoughts come and go. And wouldn't you know that just in popped something that I had been thinking about earlier, what I was going to teach in last night's class at uh, Chi Integrated Health here in Vancouver, because I do something a little bit different there. I teach uh, a class that's specifically for stress reduction. So it doesn't look like a regular public class. It is specifically for people who feel like they have additional worries, they feel stressed in their lives. And I'm offering these different tools that come from yoga and Ayurveda. And I had been thinking of, like, I wanted to offer a mantra. I wanted to offer something for these busy minds to hook onto that felt more calming. And it just popped in. Oh, that's what I'll use. That's what I'll use. And so it's like I proved that study yesterday. But we have to almost be radical and intentional about giving ourselves space to just let the mind wander. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We do and and allow it to find that creativity and that flow. Like we talk about being in the flow and and that's when it happens, right? That's when the magic happens. But we don't allow ourselves that unstructured time. Let's just uh, kind of popcorn back and forth and give some ideas and some things that inspire us. And we'll just kind of riff on that. 
Um, I mentioned listening to podcasts. I mean, this is a big reason why you and I decided to do this. Yes, I love to listen to podcasts for learning. So podcasts that are specifically teaching me something. Yes, I love that. But my favorites are when two people are simply having a conversation about their lives because I'm only privy to my own experiences and the thoughts that I have. But when I'm listening to somebody else tell a story about their upbringing and their thoughts and their beliefs, it kind of it broadens my worldview. And now I have new perspectives and I'm just so interested in continuing to add new perspectives. And that is super inspiring for me. Yeah, podcasts for sure. And there's just not enough hours in the day, right, to to get to all the podcasts that <laughs> that we want. So I love documentaries. I find those incredibly inspiring, but they have to be a certain kind of documentary. I don't like murder documentaries yeah. or missing persons documentaries. Yeah. I know there's a, I know there's a lot of popularity with like the true crime kind of podcasts and and movies and documentaries. Those I don't like. So I have two that recently I found very inspiring. So the first one was, did you watch the documentary Free Solo? No. Oh, it's so good. It's a documentary about um, a climber, a rock climber. His mission is to climb El Capitan in Yosemite. And he climbs it without ropes or any kind of safety net, nothing. He climbs it just with his hands and feet. The whole documentary is him training for it, his relationships, the people around him who are like, he is crazy. Like he's nuts. He's going to die if he does this. And the, even the documentary filmmakers are really torn on like, are we participating or are we encouraging him in something that's ultimately going to kill him? And he gets a girlfriend halfway through the documentary and then she's, you know, struggling with this whole lifestyle and this this is his singular focus of his life. There, nothing will get in the way of this mission for him to climb El Capitan. And and I just I loved the documentary. I loved his his laser sharp focus and his dedication to his training. And I loved the stories around him of the people who loved him and supported him and wanted to be there for him, but also were really freaked out and really scared about what could ultimately happen to him. So mm-hmm. I don't want to give you the end, but I highly recommend it. It's so good. It's just so good. And I think what makes it so good is the stories around him, mm-hmm. you know, the stories of his girlfriend and the filmmakers and the other climbers who are in his circle, who are just, you know, some of them are really emotional when they talk about this thing that he's going to attempt to do because they don't know if he'll survive. And, you know, they're kind of pre grieving the loss of their friend because they just can't believe he's going to take on this mission. Excellent, excellent, excellent movie. We definitely respond to stories as human beings. And I too love documentaries. And it's tricky too, when you're watching something about somebody who is remarkable and mm-hmm. is training and highly conditioning themselves because on one hand you're like oh you are you're so inspired on the other hand you're like what am i doing with my life here right you know? right i watched three episodes of homeland last night <laughs> 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 um but uh i am one of the people who got really into that netflix series cheer and oh my god i was just gonna bring that up yeah yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was very inspiring to me about how these kids just dedicated themselves to this art form of gymnastics, really, of the, these incredible mm-hmm. routines and put themselves in so much pain just in order to come together and be their very best, be uncompromising. Um, so that was also very inspiring. But I think part of what made that series so popular, Cheer, on Netflix, is because it included the stories. You you were invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came from all different walks of life, all backgrounds. So many of them had to overcome obstacles and continued to have to come overcome mm-hmm. obstacles even while they were training for this elite competition. Mm-hmm. I loved that show and I was going to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked we haven't talked about that that we no. I, I loved it too. Cliff and I both loved it. Oh, it was so good. Jerry, I just love Jerry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was excellent. I didn't think I would love it as much as I did and now I can't stop telling people to go watch it because it was so good. Cliff felt that same way. He walked in and I was watching it and he you know, he I know he thought, okay, this is going to be one of those things that you just watch because typically we watch things together. And then he sat down and he just started noticing it. And and about 15 minutes later, he was completely wrapped up. Can we watch another one? So yeah, that was fun. Because of technology and our options on television and the internet, there really is no end of things that can inspire us. And I think that we do need to be careful though, because there are so many teachers and authors and leaders out there who are intent on inspiring us. And they do. I'm inspired by so many people. But we have to be careful that we're not falling into comparison, right? And mm-hmm. we all need to remember that social media is is everybody's highlight reels and that a lot of people that are doing a lot of amazing work have huge teams behind them. So that's it's important not to compare, to allow ourselves to be inspired and to remember that if we are feeling comparison, if we're even feeling jealousy, or if we've got some judgment about others who are putting themselves out there in their work and in their lives, that that just might be a sign that we're holding ourselves back in some way. And that's that's the way we've been taught to to look at comparison or jealousy is where am I not really allowing myself to shine like this person is allowing themselves to shine. There's a quote that inspired me that there's not a lot of difference in in us when it comes to the work that we're doing in the world. It's just some people did it. You know, some people just took the steps. Yeah, I had a I had an amazing business coach who recommended to unfollow most of the people in my same industry mm-hmm. to not to not follow all the people in my industry because I want to see what they're doing or because I think it's research or inspiration and then you end up feeling that comparison or that less than mm-hmm. and she recommended that you follow anything else like restaurants or florists or you know something else that's completely unrelated to your industry and just be inspired by what they're doing because you don't feel that competition or comparison, but then you can feel that inspiration of, wow, they're doing it. They, they're creating something and it's not even the thing that you're creating. And so I did that. I rapidly went through my social media feeds and unfollowed most everyone who I could compare myself to. And 
follow photographers or videographers or wedding planners or whatever, but you can find inspiration in all of those things without feeling that stickiness of comparison. Well, then it's easier to come from your own authentic why, which is another great way to inspire yourself every day is just to remember, okay, why am I doing this? You know, mm-hmm. And once you really get clear about that, then the work that you're doing in the world, it becomes just about you and you're not modeling yourself after anybody else because they have their own why to think about. And then thinking about, you know, our digital world and the opportunities for inspiration that lie there, we were talking about documentaries. So have you ever searched or watched commencement addresses? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> I mean, they are created to inspire, right, this generation of humans to go off and start their lives. And so if you ever just want to feel completely uplifted in a new way, search some of the top commencement addresses. That's something that I recommended in a blog about this very topic that I wrote a couple of years ago from Tired to Inspire, because again, I think about this quite often. So that's something that I love to do. And I, so I, ha- I did bring one of the books on my bedside table that I would just go to a random page first thing in the morning and read something. The, the book that I happen to have is Eckhart Tolle. You know, he's a classic. Mm-hmm. I, I love his words. And um, so I'll just go to a random page here, page 59, mm-hmm. to stay present in everyday life. Ah, mm. it helps to be deeply rooted within yourself. Otherwise, the mind, which has incredible momentum, will drag you along like a wild river. It means to inhabit your body fully, to always have some of your attention in the inner field of your body, to feel the body from within, so to speak. Body awareness keeps you present. It anchors you in the now. That is the whole reason that yoga changed everything for me, just that body awareness and getting out of the regular complaints and stories of my mind. So that was a good one to read right now. Right. Anchoring in the present. Absolutely. And that is the place where inspiration can come in. Now, you know, there is another definition of inspiration. No. What is it? To take an inhale. Oh, to inspire. Yeah. That's the technical term for an inhalation and inspiration. And you were talking Mm -hmm. earlier about your yantra and the religious significance of that. You know, there's a lot in spirituality about the breath and bringing in inspiration in the form of our connection to something greater than ourselves. And that looks different to everyone. And when I hear you, how you've created things in your sight line that will immediately inspire you. And that's something that I have going on um, in my room as well, you know, you're talking about that. You're talking about connecting with something that's bigger than the day-to-day problems that we might ruminate on. Mm-hmm. Isn't the root word of inspire like in spirit? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so I think about that in the context of, well, it doesn't even have to be in a yoga practice or in a meditation. Everybody has the breath available to them and every inhalation can be a new moment. Mm -hmm. Every inhalation can be a new time to receive something new. Like you're literally receiving energy and vitality. You can think of it that way. You can think of it as a gift, but you can think of it as this new opportunity to open up 
and to be here now. And then in the context of practices that we're so passionate about, that inhalation, there's a lot of potential there. You know, what are we receiving in our practices? What qualities are we cultivating? Are we receiving thoughts like, I am abundant, I am grateful? You know, it's, I think it's helpful to think about what are we receiving right now? What are we receiving when it comes to, when we look around, what do we notice? What are we noticing in our social media field feeds? What are, what are we reading? What are we watching? What are we taking in? I love that. I love that you just brought up the whole breath and how each breath is, is an opportunity. That was very inspiring to me. (laughs) (laughs) It really was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and what you said too, I had forgotten that. And, and I was looking for something about that when I was, when I was thinking about that other definition, um, because I know there is that link between inspiring, you know, bringing breath in and bringing in spirit. What a miraculous thing it is to breathe. Like we don't even think about it. We don't tell ourselves to breathe. It just happens and it keeps us alive. It keeps us here. And there's a lot written about inspiration being so tied to creativity and that creativity is really our soul's opportunity to be expressed. And we do a lot to condition our bodies and to strive to eat right and to exercise, but the act of inspiring ourselves and allowing ourselves to be open and creative, that's conditioning for, you know, the part of us that you know, maybe doesn't have an appropriate word, but I'll just use, you know, spirit or soul. And that's why I do things like also pick a card. So I brought a deck with me to this episode. So for anybody who has never played with these guidance decks, yeah, Amy, you refer to it as, as fun. And they can also be quite profound. You and I have taught together and we placed a different card on the mat of each woman that was practicing with us, that was coming to our yoga and Ayurveda events. And they would read the inspirations that were written on that guidance card for them. And they felt guidance from it. Mm -hmm. It seemed to resonate with them on a deep level. We've used goddess decks and and they've pulled, their, they've turned their card over and whatever goddess or deity was on their card, they were like, absolutely, that's me right there, those qualities. And if anybody else had pulled that card in the room, it wouldn't have resonated with them on such a level. I go to my deck sometimes if I'm really in my thoughts around my role as a mother, if I'm, you know, if I'm down about something, if I have a question, it helps me to move within and break through all of the noise and the shoulds and, and get myself out of the cycle of really negative thinking because it's just like anything else we've been talking about. It opens us up to something new to input into the brain. And when we input these new thoughts, then we can find evidence to support that. And it's helpful. So the deck that I brought today, uh, many of mine are in San Diego because that's where I'm offering personal retreats right now, but I kept one behind and it's it's a Celtic tree oracle guidance deck. So each card has um, the name of a beautiful tree. And then in the Celtic tradition, trees come with a lot of wisdom. And each tree is signifying for different aspects and and different qualities that we might want to cultivate. And, you know, I'll, I'll just quickly share how I use this card recently. Um, 
as a way to honor um, my grandfather who recently passed over. And I got the news and, you know, he had lived an incredible long life. He's 98 years old. And I got the news and Cliff and I were, it was late at night. We were probably watching Homeland. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we, we talked about it and then the TV went back on and I said, you know, I don't know really what this means or what this looks like, but I just can't go back to watching this. I need to go pay some respects. So I went into the space in my room where it is my sacred spot and I do have some objects that feed my soul. And I shuffled this deck and I picked a card that was related to a certain tree. And when I read what it was related to, it was related to ancestors and people who have passed over. And the advice that it was giving was that even if you had a complicated relationship with that person in life, that once they passed over, um, it can be an opportunity to feel supported by your ancestors, that, that things change at that time. I'm not doing what I read justice at all. But it spoke to me in that moment. And I thought, and I did think, I have to say, what are the odds that this is the card of all of these, I don't know, 35 cards or however many they are, that I'm picking one that has to do with this. And I just felt very connected to my grandfather. And like I said, I I felt clumsy about it. I didn't quite know how to pay my respects. I did a few things. You know, I wrote to him. I thought about him. I thought about memories that I've had with him. Um... I've read before that if you really hold beautiful thoughts about somebody who's passed over, um, that it helps them in those times. So, you know, again, I didn't quite know what it looked like. I did a few things that felt right. But picking this card, it was soothing and and it was heartwarming. Hmm. Well, it sounds like a lovely way to honor him, to make that connection with him. And, And I love the idea that all the stories and history kind of falls away and just that purity is left oh that's such a good way to put it i'm sure it it, it said it like that much better words (laughs) (laughs) okay so i for this podcast so this is for maybe this is for you and me and anyone who happens to be listening to this episode today um nuin ash n-u-i-n ash so it just has a picture of the leaves of this specific kind of tree the ash tree. So now I'll open up a book that has the descriptions of the different cards and what it says about this card. If you get this in a reading, expect to connect with your own inner tree, which represents your center and connects you with your inner world. Here you experience the meaning of the saying, as above, so below. This is a place of great guidance. It links you to universal knowledge and can help you to understand yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, and actions. To access this knowledge, pay attention to your dreams. Seek communication with your higher self and with divinity. So this is less about doing and more about being and noticing. Pay attention to what is showing up in your life. Your outer world reflects your inner world. If you see things that you're not happy with, begin to make changes. Changes within will reflect in the outer world. Changes without will reflect in the inner world. You are also encouraged to participate in ritual and ceremony. Consider seeking spiritual community. The gist of this card is about being present and allowing inspiration to come in. 
Very fitting. What is coming up for you as we wrap up this episode about being inspired? I think this time of year, I am always moving into inspiration because of this moving out of winter and into spring. And so I'm very inspired by nature right now when I go outside and I see the new growth, the things starting to come up out of the ground and the animals are starting to move and I get inspired by that. I get energized by that just as we've been hibernating in the winter. Now we're moving into this time of spring and rebirth and creativity and all the things that are being birthed around the world right now. Like we can do that too. We can birth our next venture. We can birth our next piece of writing. We can birth our next creative project and I get very inspired by just what I see looking out my window. This is the city of cherry blossoms. And when you start to see the first small pink buds, you know spring is coming. Daffodils are all in bloom here, as are crocuses. I agree with you. It's nature's time of inspiration. So I thought that I would end this episode with my favorite poem that you and I have also shared at our offerings before, and it is so in keeping with what you just so beautifully said, Amy, because it's about new beginnings. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you are ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness grow inside you. Noticing how you willed yourself on. Noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the gray promises that sameness whispered. Heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent. Wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and a dream, a path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm for your soul. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm for your soul senses the world that awaits you. Mm, every time I hear that, I, I get something new from it. I wanted to share that because, of course, we're so inspired by great works of art and poetry and books. You know, we only scratch the surface. That is one that was read to me in a yoga practice. I just love when yoga teachers read me poems. I, I love it. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and yes, I got something out of it. And over the years when I've heard that, I have related that to really inspiring me to take care of myself. Yeah. When he talks about the grayness of sameness. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't that remind you of our former years? We've both been open about it here of overindulging in alcohol. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That muted life, you know, mm -hmm. the volumes turned down and everything's gray and mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. so much so. What a genius. Yeah. Well, a lovely place to end. Um, we have this amazing, amazing therapist who specializes in couples work uh, coming on the show 
He has agreed. So Nikolai Grassell is going to be joining us next week. Um, the Radiant Warrior podcast is now being released on Mondays. So we hope that you that works for your schedule. But if you have anything going on in your intimate relationship and you would like Nikolai to answer your questions, use this opportunity because it, it is such a gift to have somebody so skilled and talented on our show. Um, so you can just private message us on our social feeds over at um, the Radiant Warrior podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. We're very present on those two platforms. So let us know and, and we'll ask him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be so interesting. We'll be inspired. Yes. All right, Amy, love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Warrior podcast. If you found it valuable, please leave us a positive review to help others find it. And please check out the Radiant Warrior podcast on Instagram and Facebook to leave us your questions and find out where you can come and practice with us next.